Good morning and welcome to Riverside Radio. You are listening to the Saturday Splash with me, Rosie. Now, if it's your first time listening to this show, this is where we dive in to nature in southwest London and beyond. We are, we've been talking about sharks recently. We've been, oh, we're going to the space, we're going into space next weekend. But today is actually World snake day so of course we're going to be talking about snakes today it's very very exciting now that's a bit of a disclaimer if you're maybe not too keen on snakes we're going to try and convince you but just so you know there's going to be a lot of snaky talk today and i've got the perfect person to help me today i've got another fantastic guest i'm very lucky hello guest who are you hello i am patrick uh i'm from the uh, Queen Mary's University in London. Ah. Uh, I'm a herpetologist, which to uh, people that don't recognise that word, herpetology is the study of um, anything reptilian, so lizards, snakes, crocodiles, tortoises, as well as uh, frogs, toads, salamanders, and newts. Oh, cool. Herpetologist, that's a good word. Yes. Herpetologist. Herp. Excellent. With a P as well. Herpetologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the perfect person to help us talk about snakes today. I hope so. I hope so. Fantastic. Now, in a really simple term, I'm sure most people have heard of snakes, but what is a snake? You, you kind of study reptiles in general, mm -hmm. so what makes a snake different from other scaly things out there? Yeah, so snakes are, um, when you think of a snake, you think of something legless, which is yeah. one of the best um, characteristics that describes how we differentiate a snake from other reptiles. Although, um, if you know British reptiles at all, this uh, you might know slow worms, which are oh. lizards that don't have legs. Okay. Um, so we do, that's how having no legs isn't the best um, characteristic of how we differentiate a snake from a lizard. Oh, uh, because there are other lizards that also don't have yes, legs that are exactly, not snakes. Exactly. Oh god, but, that gets complicated. <laughs> but it gets more complicated okay. because snakes are actually in fact lizards. So when we look at a tree of life or um, in science what we call a phylogeny, okay. uh, when we look at that, snakes are actually part of a branch. Um, it's hard to do via radio de yeah, yeah, describing yeah. a phylogeny. If you imagine a, a family tree, snakes are on Perfect. there with Lizards. Yes, and so they're on, like, if there was to be a small little fork, they're on that same fork. So snakes are really closely related on a phylogeny to things like Komodo dragons oh, really? and other monitor lizards. Oh, you'd never say that. So could you think of snakes almost like cousins to Komodo dragons? Would that be one way of thinking yes, about it? Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure, for oh, sure. Oh, interesting. I would never have thought that. Okay, so it sounds like it gets quite complicated. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> have you always liked snakes and reptiles? So, actually, no. I was thinking about that on the way here this morning yeah. there was there was a time when I was maybe like eight or nine and uh, my aunt had uh, something called a milk snake a which milk they snake. they look a bit like a coral snake you know there's are they the kind whole of like yellowy ones? yeah the the red black and ah, yellow ones the okay. ones that a coral snake mimics yeah some people um, keep them as pets yes and, okay. exactly exactly and I remember being at my aunt's house and being told would you like to hold it and absolutely freaking out and being yeah. absolutely not I can imagine a lot of our listeners will be like <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm with you there Patrick <laughs> so what what convinced you so the, we had one of those like um, roadside jungle things come to school when I was oh, yeah. in like year five or six yeah. and they had um, a royal python which is um, a snake that's really common in the pet trade. They're the really chonky ones. Yeah they? they're yeah. like quite not very long but still nice and stocky. <laughs> they had one of those and a Burmese python um, and I was just absolutely enthralled by them. Um, 
and I just thought I need to know everything I can about snakes. They're so cool. Oh, um, and then I would spend um, lots of my parents' money and my time <laughs> in like Borders bookshops, just sat in front of the uh, herpetology section, looking through all the little books and stuff. So I love yeah. that whenever I speak to a biologist, a zoologist, anyone that just loves nature, there is a part of the childhood just spent looking at those books <laughs> and looking at those pictures of animals. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And I reckon we've got a lot of little ones listening out there who are really into their animals as well will probably be tearing yes, through their awesome. books too okay well you are definitely the perfect person to help us uh, chat about snakes today Excellent. and we'll find out more after Sigrid Hello and welcome back to Riverside Radio. You are listening to the Saturday Splash here. Well, I'm Rosie and we're joined by Patrick today. Hello, Patrick. Hello. Because it is, you might have missed it before, we had some songs there. It is World Snake Day today. And you might be thinking, snakes, what does that have to do with Southwest London? London, we don't have any snakes around here. Well, I think you're going to be surprised. Um, so, first of all, before we get into snakes around the UK and around London, Patrick, tell us about, because we were just chatting in the break there, tell us about some cool kind of like snake field work that you've done, because it's yeah. not just studying at the university, is it? No, for sure. So, um, for my other, do- like for my degrees that I've done, um, when I was doing my, my first degree, my undergraduate degree, I uh, was lucky enough to go to Honduras, which is in Central America, Ooh. which is the kind of stringy bit that attaches North America to South America. Um, and I was doing some work on pit vipers, which are things that relate to rattlesnakes Ooh, and they things sound like dangerous. that. Yes, oh, they okay. are venomous indeed. Um, <laughs> And so I was doing some some work there with those guys. Uh, I was doing on two particular pit vipers. One was a green one, uh, which was called March's Palm Pit Viper. Okay. They're more arboreal, which is arboreal means in trees. Ah, um, okay. So they're snakes that live in trees. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then the other snake that I was working on was called... I I'm going to be a real nerd here. I don't know the common name. I only know the, the scientific name. Oh, wow. You've really outnerded yeah. all of my guests I've ever had on Riverside uh, Radio. So that's Seraphidian Wilson Eye. Um, I think it's Wilson's, it the... um, oh, okay. Wilson's Montane Viper, I think is what it is. Okay. Um, and uh, I was looking at how they thermoregulate. So they're, they both live in a, a cloud forest, which right. is a forest that's on a hill. Yeah. And so it's much cooler than where we would normally think of snakes, like oh. on in deserts or in much lower level jungles. Yeah, you kind of think of reptiles as in quite warm places, For don't you? sure, for sure. And there are, um, interestingly, like we'll go on to in a second, there are lots of snakes that can live in either higher altitudes, so going up towards the sky, or in latitudes going up towards the Arctic or down towards the Antarctic. Oh, wow. I'd never have said that. Okay, so the two that you were looking at were living in quite a cold cloud forest, did you call it? I say cold, but it was cold for Honduras. So during the day, we're getting like high 20s, low 30s. But then overnight, there is a drastic drop off into like the the mid-teens. So there is quite a big difference from something that has to live in that environment full time. It needs to be able to deal with the really warm temperatures during the day, but also deal with those really, really cold temperatures at night. So that's why I was out there doing that And you were kind of studying how they were managing those temperatures and seeing... Yes. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's so cool. Okay, so that's obviously quite far away. Honduras, yes. a little bit of a distance. Let's it bring it a little bit closer because we do have snakes in the UK, don't we? We do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have quite a few. So um, some of the... so something that people don't necessarily know is we have we do actually have a venomous snake in the UK Ooh, um, wow. we have the adder okay. um, which is um, a super cool snake uh, obviously if 
we're going to talk about going out and looking for snakes because that's what we want people to get interested in nature. Yeah. Um, that's obviously if you if you don't know what a snake is while you're out looking for snakes in the UK, just don't touch it. Yeah. Observe it from a distance. They're probably going to hear you coming before you see them. Yeah. Um, so they're probably going to disappear before you see them anyway. <laughs> but if you do see a snake and you don't know what it is, even if you're pretty confident, um, please don't touch them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we definitely we 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 don't recommend that. But so we do have the the venomous uh, adder, but then we also have a couple of non-venomous snakes. So the native ones that we have are. Uh, grass snakes. We also have uh, smooth snakes. Oh, wow. um, we also have the slow worm, which we spoke about yeah. earlier, which can sometimes be confused for a snake, okay. um, but it's actually a lizard. Right. Um, and then we do also have um, uh, a recently introduced snake called the Asculopean snake. Ah. Um, but there was some uh, research done kind of recently that suggests that they were native to the UK before the last ice age. Okay. Um, so there, there's, I think, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think there was fossils that showed that Asculopeans were here previously. Oh, interesting. And so it's not that they are an invasive, because an invasive animal suggests yeah. that it's causing harm okay. um, and it's outcompeting a different snake. It might just or, be back. Yeah, and return now of it's the snake. exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> return of the snake, exactly. Yeah, it's just now moved back. Um, and if you're if you're around London Zoo, I know we we've spoken yeah. about this before. There are lots of Asclepian snakes around the canals along Regent's Canal uh, uh, around London Zoo. So you don't actually even need to like the zoo is great, obviously, but you don't <laughs> yeah. actually need to go in the zoo to see snakes. No, because... no, you can just walk along uh, along the canal. And lots of um, reptile friends that I have that either keep snakes or are just studying snakes like me. Um, there's lots of recent pictures I've seen because the weather's been so good of right. lots of Asculopeans basking. Um, and what does basking mean? Basking is where an animal will sit in uh, an exposed area like that's getting a lot of sun. Yeah. Um, and that allows them to bring up their body temperature because um, snakes are cold blooded. Uh, so they can't, they don't like mammals. They yep. don't have a way to regulate their temperature. So they don't they sweat. To... They don't do things like that. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So they have to sit out uh, and acti actively warm themselves up. Nice yeah. bit of sunbathing. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. so cool. So if people do like snakes and they want to see them in the UK, they definitely can find places. For sure, for and sure. And uh, sorry to interrupt you, but there are lots of great organisations as well that yeah. are doing stuff for uh, native herps. Uh, so reptiles and amphibians. There's the Amphibian and Reptile Trust. Yeah. Um, they do they do lots of like volunteer groups where. Um, each so kind of each county has one there's the Essex Amphibian and Reptile Group yep. they'll go out and do like digging ponds pond maintenance okay, there cool. may be certain like woodlands where they know they have uh, reptiles so they kind of go out and do reptile surveys um, and so there are all these great groups that you could find, certainly go out and be a part of find your local um, group yeah for sure for but sure failing that on a hot sunny day, walk down by yeah. Regent's Canal, yeah, you might for sure. see some snakes. For sure. And also, so <laughs> interestingly though, you don't want it to be too warm. There is there is too warm of a point where uh, okay. they'll go and hide because they've they've warmed up and like we said, they can't regulate their temperature, they so they have need to, to exactly. They then have to go and sit in some shade, cool down a bit, um, and then they'll maybe be more active just before kind of sunset again. Amazing. Okay, well, I know that you have prepared a little bit of a snake indeed, quiz for me. Indeed. I've got to admit, I don't know very much about snakes, so this is going to be interesting. We'll see how we go. And everyone at home, of course, listen and play along with us as well. So we'll get started with that in just a moment. This is 
happy World Snake Day, everyone. I bet you didn't even know you could celebrate snakes here on Riverside Radio. And we've got Patrick here, who's been telling us all about snakes in the UK and even in London. But it is now Patrick's turn to quiz me. So, Patrick, question one. What have you got for me? What what am I going to have to be working out today? Okay, so one of the interesting things about snakes is Mm. they're able to eat prey that's usually a lot bigger than their heads. Oh, yeah. Um, And so something that uh, a question that normally is asked is can snakes dislocate their jaw? Okay. And so dislocate being something that is in a joint and it separates from that joint. Yeah. And then you can normally, if you like dislocate a finger or something, you can like pop it back into place, something like that. Okay. Um, so that's that's something that is normally asked about snakes because they're eating such big such prey. Big things. Yeah. Okay, so what does everyone at home think? Can snakes dislocate their jaw? I think it's a no-brainer, I'm afraid. I think it's almost a hundred percent yes. They must they surely they must be able to dislocate their jaw to be able to eat things bigger than them. Am I right? You're looking at me quite dubiously. Oh, are we doing the answer now? What? I don't know. Should we come back for- yeah, we've got time for the answer. Okay, so they actually don't dislocate their jaws. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> I thought you were like easing us in with an easy question. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Um, so they, they don't have a jaw joint like we do. Um, oh. if, you, if you Google what a snake skull looks like, you'll see that um, they pretty much just sit on top of, the top jaw sits on top of the bottom jaw. There's no joint like a human jaw has. Oh, um, have you got us on a technicality? Kind of, yeah. Oh. Um, so if you look at <laughs> snake skulls have what we would re- call like a, a really plastic skull. They're really, really movable. Right. Um, if you ever find a snake skull, sometimes you're lucky enough to find like a grass snake skull or something. Yeah. They oh, wow. they do just completely fall apart. There's there's no there's uh. nothing like a human skull where we have like a nice suture that's keeping bones together. They're just like a whole mess of bones just contained within their head. And that makes them super flexible. And that makes them super flexible. They're able to really they because they're not actively um, lowering, they're not dislocating anything. They're just kind of using the muscles that are in their necks wow. to just slowly and gradually move uh, around the, the prey. Oh, well, you've got us. Um, no points for me there. What, how did you do at home? Um, I've, got, I've got a few more questions, though, to bring it back yeah. on. Um, and we'll find out more about them after this. This is you are listening to the Saturday Splash and we are talking about snakes today for World Snake Day. And Patrick's still here, aren't you, Patrick? I'm still here. So we're slivering along. <laughs> we're getting through our quiz. Now, the first question, I didn't do very well on mm. the first question. So I'm hoping to, to, to pull it back. We've got, got a few time. more. Um, and hopefully everyone at home listening is playing along too. So what is question number two? So question number two mm. is, do snakes make noise? Do snakes make noise? I'm going to say yes. Nice. I don't nice. even need to think about that one. Yeah, snakes, cool. snakes make a sound, don't they? Mm-hmm. Do they... Can you think of other noises that snakes make? Um, do they... Oh, rattlesnakes. Ah, they do. And so I had revealed to Rosie that I brought a prop with me. Yeah, you And my it. one prop is a real rattlesnake <gasps> rattle. Um, so I'll go quiet for a second... Um, and so I'm going to pass it over the desk so Rosie can hold it as well. Oh, my goodness. But okay. Is... Wow. I need to describe this to everyone. <laughs> okay. So what I'm looking at is about the length of maybe one of my fingers. 
And it's made up of loads of like little segments, like little oval segments, and they're quite light in colour at one end, and then they get smaller and smaller and darker in colour at the other end. Can I give it a rattle? Yeah, of course. And it's like, it's like, <gasps> that is so cool. It's like kind of flexible as I shake it. This, so it, is this real? It is real. It's from a, a Western Diamondback rattlesnake. Um, it was someone's pet in the UK. Um, so again, it's a venomous snake. They're really, really dangerous. Um, the, this person had this snake with a with a license. They're legally allowed to keep them. Okay. Um, so it it wasn't. Um, from some like back alley thing as like this person's legit. <laughs> it was all legit. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, this person's snake had just passed away. Um, and as well as being a weird snake nerd, I'm also uh, a big skeleton uh, and skull nerd. Uh, and this person was um, happy to gift their snake to me. Um, and I'm currently processing their their full skeleton. Um, and their their rattle is just it's. It's just part. It's actually just scales, and um, so that's all it is. Um, the The reason you get the rattle is the connection between each segment, and so you can see that if you like, kind of pull it apart a bit, yeah. like an accordion. It's that's not really why. making noise, but when it's going side to side, it's as those hollow bits of um, scale are knocking into each other. Um, that's what's making the noise. I would have thought that there was something inside it, you know, that as I shake it... Like a little it, ball or something. Yeah, like yeah. a little, like, or like sand, I yeah. don't know. But yeah, I can see, like, each one of the segments is loosely attached to the next one. So as I move it, they just sort of knock onto each other. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Wow. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so, so cool. So, as well, we have one more cool thing, uh, snake noise. Um... So there's a type of snake called a sawscale viper. Right. Um, they're in the, the genus Echis. Let's get really nerdy. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, and so they, they do a really cool thing where they they have really, um, they have scales that kind of stick out from their skin a little bit. And they, they do an S shape and they okay. do it continuously. And they're rubbing their parts of their body together. Oh. And it makes almost a hissing noise. Oh, so they um, hiss in a different way. Yeah. So they're still making like a, a defensive noise. It's normally a leave me alone. Okay. Um, and... I don't know if this is true, yeah. but I would suspect that they do it. They're, they're from really arid and really dry environments. Okay. So to, to audibly make a hiss, you're losing a lot of water um, ah. because you're, as you breathe out, you're losing water that yeah, way. Okay. So you don't want to expel any more than you have you to. You want to stay. Yeah, keep exactly. Quite as much water and so can. they've, I, again, speculation, but okay. I, I think it makes sense um, that they would rub their body together like that so that they're not expelling any they're extra not, water. Yeah, they're not wasting yeah. any water. Exactly. So, did I get that answer right? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was right. It was right. And I feel like I've. This is the best prize. <laughs> I won't keep it. Um, thank you, Patrick. No okay. Problem. I think we got time for one more question. Excellent. Now. And this this is maybe a quicker one. Okay. Um, so, what is the deepest a snake has been recorded in the ocean? Okay. So, I think we first of all need to address snakes in the ocean. Yes. I have seen a snake in the ocean myself. Actually. I'm very jealous. I have seen a snake That's in the ocean. That's very cool. And, uh, but I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that some snakes live in the ocean. They, yeah. You know, they can dive down, yeah. they can swim around. Yeah, so there, there are lots of snakes that are really specialised to swim in the ocean. Pretty much all snakes can swim if you've got a pet snake. Um, wow. You put them in the bath, they'll swim really well. That's um, so cool. I've seen lots of great videos of like big rattlesnakes swimming across big American rivers. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're all really adept at swimming um 
But there are there is a whole group of sea snakes that are morphologically, so their body is specialized for being in the ocean. Okay. So as opposed to having like a, a sharp pointy tail, they have much more of a flattened tail, like an eel. Like a paddle. Exactly. Almost. Exactly. So it helps them move through the water. Um, and yeah, how deep do how you think? Deep? So I have a comparison okay. for you. So I did a little Google yeah. uh, and it crocodiles yep. tend to dive about three meters. Okay, I'm going to say a snake could go m- further than that. Okay. I'm going to say 10 meters. 10 meters. I'm going to say 10 meters. Okay. 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 You're doing the answer now? Go for it. Okay. So the previous record was 150 meters. Oh, okay. Wow. Yes. Uh, and then I think it was in 2017, um, there was um, someone was using like an underwater drone yep. um, to do some surveying of a yep. seabed. Uh, and there was um, a sea snake that was recorded yeah. uh, at 245 meters. Wow. So that's, I believe, in the abyssal zone, which oh is there's no light. It's completely pitch black. There'd be like little anglerfish swimming around. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. Giant and squid, who yeah, knows what else. Exactly. And the snakes that were recorded, um, they're kind of burrow feeding specialists, so they'll go into burrows and pull prey out like that. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely insane. But it just goes to show how how important new technology is for yeah. for science. Like things like underwater drones, we don't have to get in a submarine to absolutely. go down. We can have this amazing bit of tech that we put into the ocean and it goes down and it, it finds things that we would never have known unless we'd been able to have to have done that yeah that's so cool okay i'm pleased um i didn't quite get that one right but i'm very pleased i got the second one right and this is all just amazing and um, we've got gonna have two more questions on our quiz um but for now we are going to listen to selena shaman this is welcome back to the saturday splash you're listening to rosie here on riverside radio we have really covered quite a lot about snakes today, haven't we, Patrick? We're, we're doing a really great job. We're doing a fantastic job, if I say so myself. <laughs> We've learned that snakes can be found in the UK and mm-hmm. even in London, if yep. you know the right places to look, although you wouldn't never handle them or go yep. up and touch them, exactly. respect from a distance. For sure. And they're relatively safe if you keep your distance, yep. nothing to be worried no. about. No, no. Not at all. Now, we also know that they live in cloud forests Uh out in Honduras. And we've just heard that they can be found in the sea over 200 metres deep. Crazy. Now, we've got a couple more questions. And I think we should make this a speed round. Mm -hmm. You've got one question. And then, Patrick, I haven't told you this. I've researched a question to ask you. So, you go first. I hope it's not a hard one. Oh. I don't want to embarrass. I can't be the snake expert and not get the snake question right. I think you'll be okay. (laughs) Um, And how's everyone doing playing along at home? Did you know... The noise of the rattlesnake's tail? I mean, that's insane. But um, over to you, Patrick. Okay, your so final question. the last one is multiple choice. Oh, okay. Uh, and I have some things to compare it to, so it's maybe a bit easier to visualise. Okay. So what is the range from the smallest snake to the biggest snake? So how much of a difference is there in between? Okay. So, so if... If to just like compare it to like humans, for example, mm-hmm. if you had a, like the the shortest human in the world and then the tallest human in the world, yeah. you're asking what's the difference between the shortest one exactly. and the tallest exactly. one. Exactly, okay. exactly, exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. okay, that's a tricky question. Yeah. All right. So the first one is, is it a car? So cars are normally about 4.5 meters, okay. according to Google. Is it a bus, which is 19 meters? Oh, wow. Or is it seven baseball bats, which is about (laughs) six metres? Okay, so I'm going to say that I don't think even a snake could get longer than a bus. So 
was the bus the biggest one? The bus was the biggest at 19 metres. Okay, so I think that is too big to be the difference between the biggest and small. I'm going to go for the baseball bats. Was that six metres? Yeah. I'm going to go for baseball bats. It, it was quite um, It was quite a, a tricky one not to have guessed that it's that one. Oh, but okay. So it's 6.1 metres. Did I get it is right? the Yeah. Woo! So B was the right answer. Seven baseball bats. So the, the smallest snake in the world yeah. um, is the Barbados thread snake. They look a bit like an earthworm. Um, oh. But they're about... 10 centimetres long. 10 centimetres. I'm looking at my hand now. And actually, I reckon my hand is probably yeah. about 10 centimetres from yeah. my palm to the end of my finger. That's tiny. Really small. And they're really thin as well. Oh, like, wow. in diameter, they're yeah, really yeah. thin. Uh, they're eating stuff like ants and really <gasps> small bugs. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah, super oh, weird. Super, super weird. Uh, and then the, the biggest snake, in terms of length, yeah. normally people think the biggest snake is the green anaconda. Yes. Um, but the, the longest snake, anacondas are really th- yeah. Wide, they get really f- fat. Oh. Um, uh, the longest snake is the uh, reticulated python, right? Um, yes. Which you were just telling me you've been to like Southeast Asia, so you maybe have seen those. I didn't see any. Oh, I didn't see any of them. I'm gutted. quite thankful at this stage. How big are tabs? So, <laughs> so the it's, Google said that 6.25 meters is a big one, right. but I don't wow. know if if wild there are snakes that are still that big because of yeah. human wildlife uh, conflict. People like we've maybe scared some listeners today. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't necessarily super happy with there yeah. being huge snakes around them. Fair I've enough. certainly come across it in Honduras. People don't like snakes. They do tend to, to kill them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the likelihood that you're going to find a six-metre snake now is probably pretty rare, but okay. who knows? Hope so We can hope. Six metres, to kind of think of how long that is, you said six baseball bats. Seven baseball bats. Seven baseball bats yeah. long, yeah. the longest snake, yeah. compared to the smallest one, which is the size of, you know, an adult's hand. Yeah. That is really cool. Really big. Well, I'm pleased I got that question. And right. so I, I added a, a nice little add-on oh. with that as well. So they're... When we talk about snakes, it's nice to think about the ones that are alive or extant are that, gonna, that are around today. Are you going to say Titanoboa? Oh, of course, because <laughs> they're so cool and they're so big. So um, Titanoboa is an extinct snake, yes. right? So it, we only know it from fossils, yeah. um, but uh, insanely, they are double the range of what we had just oh, wow. now. So they recorded it. We think they're about 12.8 metres. So almost double the longest snake that we have alive and around now. I cannot imagine that. And obviously that one's not around anymore. Giant, giant snake. Absolutely huge. Yeah. And, And... I think they're largely living the same way green anacondas do. They're okay. they're really living in like swampy aquatic areas yep. because they're such a big snake. It's hard to drag yeah. yourself around on land, so it makes more sense to kind Swim of be along. be this kind of more aquatic, oh. swimming around in swamps and stuff. Well, that's good. But are you ready for a taste <sighs> of your own snaky medicine? Because I I've got so. a question for you, okay. and I'm sure the Saturday Splash listeners will not be surprised to hear that it's a poo question. Because I always like to bring poo onto Saturday morning radio. <laughs> so, Patrick, you have kept snakes as pets before, so I yep. think you'll, you'll I think you'll be all right with this one. But for everyone listening at home as well, snake poo is often two different colours. It is. One of those colours is brown, no surprise there. But what other colour is snake poo usually? So what is everyone thinking at home? Patrick, do you think you might know? I do, having cleaned them (laughs) out for many, many years. Uh, They're normally like a white or like a yellowy colour, yeah. 
Well, yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what I, I did a Google too. <laughs> nice. That's exactly what I came up. Yeah. So not just brown poo for snakes, yeah. there's yellow and white in yeah. there as well. So something to add to, to cool poo stuff is when snakes get scared, they produce something called a musk sometimes, and it's right. like a really smelly liquid that they produce from, they have like glands near their cloaca, which is where they do their poos from. Yeah. Um, and there's a certain snake in the US that does this thing called cloacal popping, uh, and it's another it's- noise that I forgot to mention but they basically make a are they farting yeah well no it's more of like a this is a scary noise we're trying to make sure that you don't eat me um so yeah i mean i what a brilliant point to end on i think if people didn't like snakes now now that they know the noises that they make out of their anyway yeah um all right we've got a tiny bit more snake stuff coming up in just a moment after this Wow, today has been a whirlwind of snaky things. If you're just tuning in, we've been talking about snakes today for World Snake Day. Um, And Patrick is still here and has been sharing with us so many exciting things. Um, I got to hold a rattlesnake rattle. I mean, it doesn't get more exciting than that here on Riverside Radio on the Saturday Splash. Um, Now, Patrick, we did say that people can see snakes not only in the UK, but also here in London. Mm -hmm. One of the places was down by Regent's Canal. Yeah, that was to see the the introduced snake, the Asclepians. But we were just saying in the break that there are still some other really great places around London. Um, The Wetland and Waterfowl Trust, it's kind of this area, I think. Yeah, 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 the Wetland Um, Centre. Yeah, they have, uh, I know they have grass snakes because Ah. they have big ponds. Uh, Grass snakes are pretty much aquatic. So that's just over towards West London. Perfect. Not far Um, from us at all, actually. No. And then if you're more North London, um, then kind of the Epping Forest area is also really great. There's quite a big adder population there. So again, like we keep saying, because they are venomous, if you're going out looking for snakes, be careful. Wear either wellies or uh, high boots to make sure that your ankles are nice and protected. and then also other parts of the UK, as long as it's quite heathy, if there's like heather, um, I can't think of what the plant is, but as long <laughs> as you've got some like bramble for cover okay. and it's kind of grassy, you're you're more than likely to either see like some common lizards or you, you may be lucky enough as well and see some snakes. So Dorset, Epping Forest, Wetland Centres, Regent's yeah. Canal, you've got yeah. to pick that. And you, yeah. you mentioned a few societies, like yeah. the British Herpetological? Herpetological Society. Yeah, that's kind of more the scientific-y okay. uh, side for where the, the real herp nerds like me go to. <laughs> um, but then there's also the amphibian and reptile groups. They do lots of work. Uh, I know during toad breeding season, they do like lots of toad crossings. Yes. Um, because toads... Sadly, when they're moving from pond to pond, they do get run over by cars. So in some villages now, they have people that will go out and they do toad crossings and people that watch to make sure that um, toads aren't going to get run over. We've spoken about that on the Saturday Splash before. I was thinking of like a toad lollipop lady. It's pretty much exactly what it is. So people can have a Google of like snake societies, reptile Mm -hmm. societies, and find out a bit more about where they are. Now, we are almost out of time, but I'm going to give you one minute to tell us your favourite snake fact or your favourite snake story hmm okay so there where I was in Honduras yeah um, there are a couple of species of pit viper I mentioned them yes. already um, so one of the snakes in Central and South America that causes the most deaths by snake bite is the fertilance oh um, so they're really crazy super venomous uh, definitely don't mess around with them if you're in that area of um, in Honduras Honduras South all the way down they, they, they have a really huge range yeah okay. um, but not in the UK not in the UK yeah. you're fine <laughs> Just you're fine her. yeah <laughs> um, and I was at doing a, a transect which is a kind of a route that you walk 
to look for snakes okay. uh, and and other scaly things, obviously. Um, and I was out. It was just me and one of the local Honduran guides. Um, and I'd been told that there was a really cool lizard called a night lizard. Right. Um, and I was like, I need to go and see this. Uh, and so I was in that area. There was a, a quite a small landslide that happened a few years ago. Uh, I decided to go down the landslide and as I stepped onto the landslide everything kind of gave way (gasps) and as everything gave way a third lance went through my legs Um, and so obviously that was as a snake lover at heart that was a very conflicting moment because it was (laughs) obviously very dangerous but also a super super Super. beautiful snake Um, (laughs) so that's one of my scariest stories but also it's very cool because I got to see an amazing snake it sounds like a strange obstacle course of things (laughs) happening the weirdest tough mother possible Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Well, Patrick, you have been so brilliant. It's been so nice to talk to you, and you clearly love your snakes and reptiles so much. Thank you so much. Will you come back? And yes, of course. I, I've said to Rosie as well that uh, if I do come back, I'll have to bring some actual snakes and live snakes. Um, so hopefully, it's not in the too too distant future, um, and we'll we'll get, certainly get that sorted out. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Um, stay tuned here on Riverside. We've got the Riversiders coming up next, and we will see you on the Saturday Splash next week. <laughs>